1: Cody Decker. First baseman, third baseman, catcher, left fielder, right fielder, DH, pinch hitter, all-around handsome guy. On 670, the score.
0: Fastball high in the air, deep left field. This game is tied. Cody Decker with career home run number 200.
1: If they're unwritten rules, why aren't they written? Because they're not (laughs) rules. And now, it's time for Down the Line with former Major Leaguer Cody Decker on 670 The Score an Odyssey Station. Presented
0: by Circa Resort & Casino, home of the world's largest sports book.
1: What is up, my babies? It is Tuesday, and we got so much to cover here on 670 The Score. You are listening to Down the Line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort & Casino, Home of the world's largest sports book. Guys, I talk about it every show because it's one of my largest passions in the world. Baseball, whiskey, and a very large pool at Circa Resort and Casino. you got to check out Stadium Swim. It's unbelievable. If you want to watch sports in the coolest way possible, you got to get out to Circa Sports. Unreal. Guys, so much to cover today on today's show. Uh, real quick, I just want to give a quick shout-out because today something was announced that actually affected me kind of personally. in a, In a good way. And that is Dave Roberts has announced that he made an offer over to a certain coach to join him on his all-star staff. And I know this doesn't sound like much to you right now, but I'm going to throw a name at you. And it's a name that was a superstar in the 70s, very good in the 80s, of course, finished his career in Japan. And that is Reggie Smith. Reggie Smith at one point was number two all-time on the home run list for switch hitters, over 300 career home runs. I, I am so unbelievably touched by this thing by Dave Roberts to actually ask uh, Reggie Smith to join. And here's why. In case you don't know much about me and my history, of course, I always say, hey, former professional baseball player turned into professional smartass on the radio. Listen, I played for 11 years and I had a very lucky and and not as glamorous of a career as you probably want to have as far as, you know, your dreams growing up as a baseball fan. But I had a good career. I made it to the big leagues. I, I, I don't, really wouldn't change much, except for really one thing, and I've mentioned it on the show before. In 2016, I was a free agent, signed with the Royals, could have signed with either the Dodgers or the Cubs. It was between those three teams, and I signed with the Royals. Why did I do that? Because I'm an idiot. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. And I regretted it. Still regret it to this day. But Reggie Smith means a lot to me, and I'll tell you why. Growing up as a kid in Los Angeles, California, Reggie Smith had a baseball camp, a clinic that I went to. At the time, he was the hitting coach for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He took a liking to me, and I was only eight years old, to the point where he became my mentor. I ended up working with him for the next 10 years. I stayed with Reggie. He, I worked at his academy. At first, I was a player at the academy, and then I grew into being a coach at the academy at the ages of 15 on. Uh, Reggie Smith is one of the most brilliant, kindest human beings in the world, and I, I am blown away and floored that uh, Dave Roberts asked him to join the staff. I heard Reggie got a little emotional over it. I think it's awesome. If you look through up and down the league, Reggie Smith has had his hands on a lot of ball players. And I'm not just talking about the players that he coached in the big leagues, like like the Mike Piazzas of the world or the Eric Caroses. He had a, a huge an impact on me personally, but also guys like Christian Yelich, Mike Moustakis. These are all guys that trained with Reggie at some point. Most guys in Los Angeles at some point practically trained with Reggie. He's an absolute legend and congratulations to Reggie Smith, all-star coach. I'm very excited for him. Very very cool. 670 the score down the line with Cody Decker brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports bookcase. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on 670 to the score. Let's start talking about another announcement today involving the all-star game and ladies and gentlemen, Matt Olson going to be joining the ranks of the home run derby and the Crowd goes mild. I mentioned yesterday I was a little disappointed in this crop of uh, players. In, and that's the wrong word. That's the absolute wrong word, and I apologize for using it. I'm not disappointed in this crop of players. I'm not. This is a great crop of players. You got Pete Alonzo going in to defend his crown in the home run derby. I love it. You got Shohei Otani. We all know what he is right now. 31 home runs. He's a clear-cut favorite for the MVP. Uh, also, the excitement of him pitching in the, home, in the the All-Star game is just beyond belief sweet. But, I got to say, I'm most excited for Otani in the Home Run Derby. That and the wonderful story that is Trey Mancini. Again, I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but today Matt Olson joining the ranks. And I said something yesterday about this Home Run Derby. Of course, it's in Colorado. You got Trevor Story, who has been a Colorado mainstay, going to be in the Home Run Derby, which is very cool. The question is, now that Matt Olsen has joined, you got Trey Mancini, who is the feel-good story, and I want him to win. Shohei Otani, who is the superstar of the group. With the amount of power-hitting superstars in Major League Baseball, I feel like we're missing an opportunity to showcase, that. The, honestly, the youngest, coolest talent we've ever had. I'm talking about Tatis Jr. Obviously, he's not going to do it. He's dealt with some shoulder issues this year, so he's not going to be doing it. Vlad, already said he's not going to be doing it. There's going to be probably no Kyle Schwarber in it. All these big-time power guys, not in it. And that kind of sucks. I want to see a CUNY junior in this. I want to see. I want to see some of these under twenty five players who are superstars who can't stop hitting the ball over five hundred feet, who can't stop hitting for power, who can't stop showing the most swag of my lifetime. Each one of these guys, it's like they watched Ken Griffey Jr. pimp a home run one time, and then they just went crazy. And I dig it. I really do dig it. I love everything that's going on with these guys. The only thing that sucks is that they're not in the home run derby, and I want them in there, which begs the question, who's going to be the last two? Guess who's joining me today? My man, Brandon. Brandon, what do
2: you got? I mean, my thing is, don't you think that the home run derby can make a star out of some of these players? Even though they're not the big name, couldn't it help them? If, say, if one of them win, probably one of these mid-star wins, and you're like, okay, now you're big time. As
1: much as I want to say yes, and here's why I want to say yes, because I have two examples of this happening. But I really only have two examples. One was Josh Hamilton. The Josh Hamilton Home Run Derby was a coming out party, and it was a show. It was like the, watching the ending of a movie. I wish Josh Hamilton's career ended right there. Unfortunately, we got the rest of his life to deal with, which is not exactly the greatest thing. You know, uh, uh, it's real unfortunate things that has happened to him and his family over the years. And just, oh, God. But that, that night was magical. But look at another year. Uh, Abreu had a massive night at a home run derby and that was his coming out party, but that only lasted so long. We don't really sit around talking about Jose Abreu all that much, do we? Morneau won a home run derby. Does anyone remember that? It was the Josh Hamilton home run derby and no one remembers that Justin Morneau won it. Morneau, an amazing player, but you know he was a Minnesota Twin, and I know that doesn't—I know that doesn't sound like much, but to the rest of the country, no one pays attention to the Twins unless they're in the playoffs. And quite frankly, they don't even pay attention to them in the playoffs because they know they're going to run into the Yankees at some point and lose in the first round. It's actually one of my favorite things about the Twins: when they are good, you know they're not going far, because. It doesn't matter. They're gonna even if the Yankees don't make the playoffs. Somehow they run into the Yankees and get knocked down in the first round. It's the weirdest thing. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think that could be a great thing. For instance, I said who I'm rooting for is Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini, if he wins this home run derby, it is a movie. It's flat out a movie, and and I, I want to see it. I do. But you got that superstar Otani in there. You know what Pete Alonso can do in a home run derby. I just want to see a couple and more. I mean, we got two more spots, though, but I just want to see a couple, just a couple of big-name stars. I, I love everybody that's in this home
2: run derby, but how great would it be to see a star in there, man? I mean, but what's the benefit, though, for the star's perspective? What's the benefit of saying, okay, yeah, I'll do the home run derby? Like, I mean, if they're already a star, it's like, what what I need else to prove? Literally nothing other than
1: fun. That's it. Nothing more. Oh, and is it still a million-dollar prize? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, if it's a million-dollar prize, there's your thing. It's a million dollars. I know if you're a star, you already have a $100 million dollar contract, and a million dollars to you is like me finding a one in my pocket, but it doesn't matter. It's still a million dollars. Six seventy the score. Down the line with Cody Decker brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sports book, Circus Sports. Guys, let's talk a little bit about the White Sox. Tough, tough night last night. You know, we talked about it for the last week. I personally think Yasmani Grandal is an all-star this year. Yes, he is only hitting, what, 180, 190? Yes, he has the fewest hits in baseball for players over 200 play appearances. Yes, he has a higher on-base percentage than than Mullins, who has the most hits in Major League Baseball. Listen, it's just all, all Grandal is proving right now is that average is a passe stat. And I heard somebody arguing about it. He's like, is he really that? Pro- is he productive? Yeah, I guess he gets on base. I guess it's productive. No, it's not. I guess it's productive. Yes, Monty Grandal is productive, period. Absolutely. One of the most productive catchers in the American League, I would actually say. Well, Grandall went down last night, and it was scary. That is, you don't like seeing an injury like that. I'm always terrified of contactless injuries like that. He, all he did was swing the bat, tweak something in his knee, apparently tore something. He's out four to six weeks. He's going to miss significant time, which is not something you want to hear if you're a fan of a team on the south side at all. Grandall has been phenomenal for this team, especially offensively. Defensively, I, I agree. It's not his best year. He's got, But he's been dealing with his knee injury. He just hasn't been himself back there. But offensively, he's been more than carrying his weight. So this injury hurts. And we've already been talking about the White Sox being linked to so many players in this upcoming trade deadline. And, yes, there are some new factors coming into the trade deadline. The Cubs, as we talked about yesterday, and we are about to talk about again. But I'm looking at this grand doll injury. What do we got to do? You need another catcher. You just do. Whether you like it or not, Chicago, you need another catcher over there to supplement this time. There are names that are out there. Names that are out there that you could easily get your hands on. Uh, something very easy, say, go over to Miami and get Jorge Alfaro. That would be a good fit. But you know what's something about getting Alfaro that really interests me? There's a name out there that I just don't feel like is being said enough in Major League Baseball during this trade deadline, and he's out of Miami. And that is Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall rakes. I can't believe Adam is not is a name that's not being thrown around on every single team, especially a team that needs some bats right now. The White Sox could use some bats at the moment. They have currently a very easy schedule going into the All-Star break. But they just need some help. Right now, they're rolling out the Charlotte Knights, man. And I love me some Charlotte Knights, and I love that the Charlotte Knights are in first place. But at some point, the Charlotte Knights are going to start losing some ball games. And that scares me a little bit. they got to make some moves. Yes, they're looking for second-base help. Frazier has been a name that's been linked recently. Escobar has been linked for weeks. Uh, Even Trevor Story has been linked. But I really think that they need to handle something behind the plate. And there is a name I'm going to throw out there. Here's the problem. I don't think the White Sox would ever do it because he's gonna cost a ton. But it's a real short drive over to Wrigleyville. Wilson Contreras is on a team that is going away. He has another year of sir he has another year of control. He's gonna cost a lot, but if I'm a team right now looking for any help behind the plate, my first call is to the Chicago Cubs for Wilson Contreras. He's my first call. I, think- I don't think
0: Go ahead. The, the worry would be, though, with Contreras is yes, he does have control, but I don't know if that really benefits the Sox because you just did your, the guy who's injured is Grandal, and True. he just signed the largest contract in, in franchise history. So then bringing in a guy that would directly compete with him, that would be my concern. Even though you know having too many good players really isn't a big issue. That's what I was going to come back with you at.
1: Here's the thing: at the end of the day, right now, the White Sox window is this season. You got to win right now, and if you're going to lose that bat, you need to do something to supplement that bat. That is Grandall This is not something I'm not looking long term. This is su- specifically a short term deal, which could at the end of the season lead to a lot of value to possibly move one of the catchers, specifically probably Contreras. You're not going to move Grandal anywhere, probably. But that's just an idea that I've been having all morning thinking, man, how much could Wilson Contreras help a baseball team right now? The answer is a lot especially if your team is injured. Another name that would also probably be easy to get your hands on, over in Anaheim, Max Stassi. Max Stassi is a good ball player. He's going to play for you pretty well during that time. I wouldn't mind getting Max Stassi on the south side. Uh, and it's just a, There are a lot of options. The problem is right now in this trade deadline, there is so much more demand than there is supply, and that's what's scaring me. Now there's a bunch of suitors for Escobar. It was looking like Escobar was already on the White Sox three weeks ago. What the hell happened to that? That disappeared as quick as can be, and that is something that's scaring me. And since then, we've heard other names being brought up. But when other other names are getting brought up, it's making me start to be worried. That's all. I'm getting worried. I'm so scared that this is going to end up being the trade, trade deadline, and the White Sox do nothing. And I think that is the worst thing they can do. This is not a team that needs to stand pat right now. They need to get somebody in there to supplement all these injuries. Now, again, the White Sox aren't the only team that's hurt. They just aren't. But... If they want to hold on to this lead, and I know they do, they need to do something. 670 The Score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. We were just talking about the White Sox. How about those White Sox tonight? They dropped it last night. In case you watched baseball last night, guys, it was opposite day. Everyone that was supposed to win lost. Everyone. Everyone. And not only did they lose, they lost decisively. The Pirates beat the living hell out of the Brewers yesterday. No, not the Brewers. Sorry, the Mets beat the Brewers. They weren't supposed to do that either, by the way. They just beat Woodruff. They scored four on Woodruff. Huge. Who did the Pirates beat yesterday? I don't know. Someone they shouldn't have because of the Pirates. They should never win. But they won yesterday. This has just been a crazy day yesterday. But today, you got Rodon on the mound for the Chicago White Sox against the Minnesota Twins. The White Sox are favored. Negative 116 for Rodon. I think that's a safe bet. I just do. I do not like these Twins at all. They've only beaten the White Sox twice this season. I really like the Sox tonight. Uh, But you got Rodon... um, Barrios on the mound today. I like the under, negative 108, because the line is set at eight. I'm not liking the White Sox bats right now. They are just too banged up, and the Twins bats is so lofty. They're up and down, up and down. They're, they're clearly going to be sellers as well. They got some pieces they can move as well. Uh, looking out throughout the league, the A's are facing the Astros. This is a game I'm really excited about. By the way, is there a team in baseball right now you would you just don't want to see in the other dugout? What about you, Brandon? If you were on the if you were a major league team, if you were a
2: franchise right now and you look in the other dugout, what team do you not want to see? Right now, I mean the Dodgers probably. Mm-hmm. Giants are really hot this time too. In Boston, Boston's got a complete turnaround from what they was doing last year. I think they got the highest win percentage um from last year to this year. So, those are the teams I would say.
1: Yeah, I like them too. I like every single team you just said. But for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because we have just so much of a loathing about them. That is the Houston Astros. I just despise them, but I'm also scared of them. Every time they get in that in every game, they are just a constant threat. You look up and down that lineup. Yeah, it's easy to just sit there and go, like, oh, 2017 and 18, you cheaters, cheaters. Yeah, and they were. They were. But let's remember that Jose Altuve is pretty damn good. Alex Bregman is pretty damn good. That whole lineup is pretty good. That team scares me. And they scare me in the trade market. If they add some pieces, they add another arm for that bullpen, they're going to be very hard to beat. Like very hard to beat. How are they looking tonight? Well, they have got the A's. And the A's who I just think is the best team in the American League West. I don't know. I just I can I have so much trouble trying to think about I just have so much trouble betting against the Astros. I just do. I can't do it. What do you think? You think the Astros are worth betting against against the A's?
0: I mean, I'm looking through their, their their just schedule right now. May 30th. Since May 30th, they have nine total losses. So I think if you're taking the Astros, there's some smart money on that it team. It just
1: is. It's just I want to bet against the Astros so bad, but I can't because they just keep winning and they figure it out.
0: God, I hate the Astros. Well, and it also makes no sense, too, because you get swept by the Orioles. Like, this is a team that should have absolutely handled the Orioles, and they get swept by the Orioles. So sometimes baseball just doesn't make sense.
1: Baseball is just, why did, I always ask this. I always joked about it. Every time I would go for like an 0 for 10 streak, I'd come in the dugout and be like, oh, my God, why did I do this? Why did I choose to play this game? Why did I fall in love with this horrible game that treats me terribly? Ah, love me some baseball, man. That's why, because I love it. I just love it. Guys, by the 670 the score down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Guys, hopefully you're sticking around here on 670 the score. We got Cubs pregame, followed by, of course, the Cubs taking on the Phillies. Let's talk about your Cubs. I am I am a Cubs fan. I, I, I love this team. I really do. I grew up watching them. They're just a team that I've just always dug. There's something about there's something about Wrigley. Well, I think we all jumped on the bandwagon because of our hearts, not because of our minds. I think everyone looked at this team knowing full well this team really didn't have much chance at winning. We knew these team, these guys were punting at the beginning of the season. They sold off Darvish, uh, Caratini. They just let go of Schwarber. Yeah, they brought in Jock Peterson, and, you know, we've gotten a lot of good stuff out of Zach Davies. But, oh, man, I think we were all looking at them with our hearts this season, guys, when they were getting in first place and they had this thing. Ten losses in a row. Not where you want to be. Let's look at tonight's game. You got Nola versus Arietta. On paper, yes, I would say I like Arietta tonight. Vegas disagrees, negative 140 for Nola. And I kind of understand the Cubs have lost 10 in a row. But a little food for thought for your Cubs right now. Last night's game was a blowout, an absolute blowout. But in this season, the Phillies have scored double digit runs. Six separate times. Their record in the next game is 0-5. Every time they score double-digit runs, they play not well at all. So, yes, I'm doing it. Against my better judgment. I'm saying Arietta and the Cubs at plus 128. Tonight's the night. They break the streak. They're going to get tonight's win. Is that a little bit with my heart? Probably. Maybe a little. Maybe maybe a little. But this next one isn't. I don't expect either of these teams to hit all that great tonight. The line is set at 10. Negative 102. I'm going to take the under at negative 102. I really, really like that line. I really do. I, I, know, I know it's hard to believe, but I like the Cubs tonight. I do. I like Arrieta uh, against Nola. I think Nola has been very, very, very all over the place this season. What is he, 5-5, five five, over 4 ERA? That is not the NOLA we've been used to these last couple of years. I think the Cubs got a shot tonight. But that's just tonight. I got a question for you. Is tonight the final night Jake Arrieta goes out there to start a game for the Cubs? I don't know. Everyone else, I think, is going to be gone. I mentioned yesterday the teams that obviously look good for Chris Bryant. Mets immediately come to mind. I mean, the Mets, it's just a, it's a layup. If the Mets don't get this done, it's a failure on their end. Absolutely. They need offensive help. They need right-handed help and they need a third baseman. Oh boy. That, right there, Chris Bryant, And not to mention, Chris Bryant has already shown you that he can bring a, a ton of versatility. That guy's going to bring in a good haul. Not nearly what Craig Kimbrell's is going to bring in. I think Craig Kimbrell is the biggest trade piece this trade deadline. He is the largest piece in all of baseball. I think this is what's best for the organization. I know we don't like saying it out loud. I know we don't like admitting it. And, yes, this is absolutely what the Cubs wanted all along. This is what they wanted. I think they're happy it happened when it did. Can you imagine if they went on this 10-game losing streak next month and they couldn't move anybody? That would have been – the Cubs would have been set back five to six years. So, honest to God, this is the best possible thing that could have happened. I know we don't like admitting that. I know we don't like sitting here saying, hey, but, you know, we, we got to win now. Yes, you do. But let's be real clear here. This team is just not what it was. And this is a team, by the way, that is going down in history as the greatest Cubs core group of players in the history of Chicago. It is. Multiple playoff appearances. A World Series ring. If I'm Chicago, I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of this franchise, everything they've done these last 10 years, everything they've given the fans, everything they've given baseball. But it's time.
2: It's time to move on, whether we like it or not. So do you feel like everybody's going to go? Like the main core is going to leave the Cubs? I think the main core is good as gone. But here's
1: the question. Who's going to be the one that they bring back? And when I say bring back, I'm I'm thinking a Chapman situation. Who's the guy they're going to trade away to get a bunch of pieces to sign this offseason? The only person in my eyes that fits that bill is Anthony Rizzo. I think Anthony Rizzo will remain a Cub. However, I don't see them trading him. I think Anthony Rizzo will be on that team all year, and I think he'll sign an extension. He'll remain a Cub. I think Chris Bryant is as good as gone. I think Baez might be good as gone. I don't think he's going to bring in quite the haul as he could have, but I think Bryant and I think Kimbrell can. And I already said uh, mentioned Wilson Contreras. It's very unlikely, but Wilson Contreras can bring in quite a haul as well, but I don't think it's likely.
2: A listener did just text in and said that they don't see that the Cubs are going to trade Contreras because they don't even have a quality backup catcher to play that position. So they might just keep Contreras just for that. I can't imagine a team
1: doing that. And here, understand that. Every guy they can bring up from AAA is a good ball player that could absolutely hold their own. This is a team that's not planning on winning for the rest of the year. So as much as I understand that argument, I don't see it in this particular thing because you could easily get back possibly another catcher that's ready to go, someone that can help you next year. That being said, extremely unlikely. I don't see Wilson Contreras going anywhere. I want to make that abundantly clear. If in a perfect world, if I'm the White Sox, I can possibly get my hands on them, but it's not going to happen. And it would cause a problem for next offseason. you got to move one of them. But I do think that Wilson Contreras is going to stay right where he is. Everyone else is good as gone. And that's sad. But the future actually is bright. This needed to happen, guys. 670 to the score, down the line with Cody Degger. That is it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me here. Brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Get ready for the time of your lives at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sports book at Circa Sports. Guys, that's it for me today. Stay safe out there. Stick around for your Cubs pregame coverage, not to mention the Cubs game themselves. And hopefully, they prove me right. That's right. Ariana's going to do it and prove me right tonight. That's it for me, guys. See you tomorrow. Beat it.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?